What's the love, y'all? Come on, I don't know. What's the truth, y'all? Come on, I don't know. What's the love, y'all? We're up killing people, dying, children hurt and living crying. When you practice what you preach and what you turn the other cheek, Father, 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 help us. Welcome to Transform Your Talk. This is Jeff. This is Jenna. And we're here on April 12th, 13th, I guess, 2023. And I'm mad. Why are you so mad? Well, I've been collecting data since we had our last podcast about with Toby regarding gun violence and shooting drills in schools. And the data is horrible. It's horrible data and it comes like a wave day after day after day didn't toby say that we were wasting our days we were wasting our days he was wasting his day preparing for the inevitable preparing for a school shooting this madness is about gun violence in america and some of the data i've collected jenna by the way welcome to transform your talk in January, our governor, in a State of the Union, State of the State address, said, the time for only thoughts and prayers is over. And I want to be very clear, I'm not talking about law-abiding citizens, Whitmer said. Hunters and responsible gun owners from both sides of the aisle know that we need to get these common-sense gun safety proposals across the finish line. That was in January 2023. A few weeks after that, in my neighborhood at Michigan State University, there was a mass shooting, and uh, five or six people were injured, three were killed. Um, we podcasted about that with Jenna's son just a few days later, and since then, there has been measures taken on the campus and walkouts. And uh, even yesterday, uh, as we speak, there was a walkout of dozens and dozens of MSU students. And uh, they were um, marching for gun safety on the eve of the two-month mark since the mass shooting at MSU. And, you know, they said that uh, people are forget forgetting about us already. And uh, why are they forgetting about us, meaning the shooting at MSU? It's because we're barraged uh, every day, every week, with more and more and more death. Uh, but coincidentally, in our state, uh, yesterday afternoon, the governor signed legislation uh, that would at least... Uh, include universal background checks for guns, including rifles that weren't on the list before. Uh, they've enacted some protective measures to uh, make people liable when they don't lock up their guns and they make them available to people, safe storage laws, and so forth and so on. So something is happening in Michigan. But across the country, while all that was happening, what else was happening, Jenna? Well, very sadly, um, because I don't want anyone to be forgotten about. 
And as the gun archives continue to compile, I pulled out a few more things that happened in different states recently, but there have been so many everywhere. Um, Recently in Tennessee at a small religious school, some nine-year-old little girls were killed along with some teachers. And then in Louisville, Kentucky, some employees working at a bank, just a regular day, they were also gunned down by a fellow employee. So we're seeing this on the daily, and we're seeing it over and over and over, and those gun archives are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I mean, we said it before when we had the gunarchive.org um, website up, The it's like a ticker. It's like a stock ticker. Uh, it reports a lot of things, but uh, in real time, 72 hours of shootings, and it's literally page after page after page on the web to get through 72 hours of mass shootings, and 149 just this year. So what do we do? We're wasting our days, like Toby said. You're angry and upset today. By the way, we do have a Rage podcast for that, just in case you want to listen to it. I need it. But what are some of the solutions? There's so much finger-pointing and blaming. There's a lot of solutions people have thrown out. Well, uh, yeah, people have thrown them out. The, the biggest one being what we led with, thoughts and prayers, and what the governor spoke of. That's all I ever hear. We want your thoughts, and we need your prayers. But what we are doing is we are saying, please, please help us. We don't know what to do. So what are the solutions? More gun measures? Perhaps more background checks? Uh, perhaps regulating gun shows, which seem to be a free-for-all in parking lots and under tents. Um, I, I heard there was something, I believe it was an op-ed piece by one of the Supreme Court justices. Well, that happened two days ago, uh, coincidentally, on the same day that I spoke it out loud. We both, John Paul Stevens and I, <laughs> we're both lawyers, but that's about all we have in common. Uh, both advocated, uh, I think for the first time, or many, there's perhaps there's many people that have advocated for the repeal of the Second Amendment. What do we always hear from people who are gun advocates? The Second Amendment allows me to do this, that, and the other thing, and basically anything I want to do with my weapon and go anywhere. And, uh, of course, at the time the framers had adopted that, there was a reason for it. We were coming out of a revolution, and we had state militias, and we had uh, Joe Citizen joining those state militias with their weapons to defend and revolutionize this country. This is 2023. We're not in that position anymore, and we don't need an archaic amendment that people point to that allow them to commit murder. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. I know you're upset. We're not trying to take a position politically either way. We're trying to stay neutral. That's the business that we're in. But you, you landed on something really important, something that was in that song you played. We, we threw out a bunch of you know, solutions that are possible. But in all of this right now, are we just turning the other cheek? Thoughts and prayers, turning the other cheek. Just like when Toby you know, did his podcast and a few days later had a, a sporting event at school just up the road. Nobody even mentioned 
those thoughts or those prayers. They turned their other cheek and went on like normal. So do, do we care enough yet? Are we mad enough yet? We're not mad enough um, because there's always a reason why things happen, right? This last shooting at the bank, uh, the fellow's parents, all-American family, they didn't know what he was doing. They didn't know he bought a gun, an AR-15. They didn't know anything except that he was having some mental health challenges. So maybe we need to pay more attention to mental health services and following up on that. It's true. His parents were even quoted saying, that they have no words to express their sorrow, anguish, horror, and unthinkable harm their son inflicted on innocent people. What about gun safety? Some people advocate gun safety, um, you know, putting the, actually putting the weapons in the hands of people and teaching them how to use them as some sort of defense mechanism. But the problem is, I don't think there's data to support that weapons are necessarily in the right place at the right time to create a good defense. So that seems to be an empty sort of notion. Another idea might be to start charging people that facilitate uh, the availability of these weapons. Gun dealers is one, gun manufacturers. How about parents? How about parents and guardians who leave their guns around, which is what was addressed in the Michigan legislation, for people to get them? I mean, kids are playing with guns and shooting each other. Kids are shooting other kids. People are shooting kids. Our children are dying, and nobody ever has an idea except give us your thoughts and prayers. And there are no words to describe. Yes, there are words. It's called murder. It's called, we're killing our children. Well, I know a solution that people have said to me quite a bit is, well, let's arm our educators. Let's arm our teachers. I've been licensed since 2006 or seven, and I'm going to tell you. As a teacher. As an educator. That has taught little, little ones all the way up to behaviorally challenged high school students. Yep, I got the kids that were expelled that nobody wanted to work with. But I loved every single one of those babies and working with every single one of them. And I would never want to expose them to that because there's no need to. And it terrifies me that we are going to put guns in schools where kids are supposed to be safe and nurtured. What's next? Guns in church? Maybe, maybe that's a solution. There's so many solutions. There are shootings in churches, the churches and schools where we should be safe to uh, pray and, and, and exercise our religious rights and where we should send our kids and feel like they're safe. Armed guards, security cameras, monitors, metal detectors, and now we're going to arm all the staff? I don't think, I don't think the teachers want to be armed. Are you, can you imagine a scenario where you would pull out a weapon in your class with all your students in there? But let's look at those teachers in inner-city Detroit that are so scared and terrified of the communities around them and who's coming into those schools. I mean, there's a lot of things going on. Again, these solutions, I don't believe, are one party over another's or one person's beliefs or blaming or shaming over another's. The problem is that there, there's all these solutions and these ideas thrown out. There's no action. We keep turning our other cheek. We say we could do this or this <gasps> Ooh, or this. But unless you've got a governor that's going to take action like ours or a president or governmental bodies that are actually going to take action and use that pen for some good, 
I have to be scared sending my babies to school every day. Well, these assault rifles, uh, like the one that was used in this last bank job, AR-15s, that seem to be prevalent everywhere. A military weapon designed and manufactured to kill people in war, now on the streets and in the hands of anybody who wants one, basically. Why? Why do we need that weapon? Under President Clinton and uh, Congress that he had at the time, they were able to ban AR-15s, those kind of weapons, and they did so for a number of years. And the data suggested what? I think you looked that up. That shootings in those two years, <clears throat> excuse me, went down by 70%. So gun violence not only includes mass shootings by nutbags, but also suicides. Uh, uh, police are being shot in the street and killed. It goes on and on and on. Jeff, you have to be careful. Nutbag is a not nice word to use. Mental health is real. We need to put, there's, your, there's one solution. Let's reinvest in mental health. Let's make sure that we offer enough mental health to everybody and anybody. I know health care isn't free for everybody, but goodness. I don't mean nutbags in the case of mental health or disability. I mean people that are bound and determined to kill themselves and in the process take out as many people with them as they can. What about in, in Kentucky where he live streamed it? Live he put it out there where my baby can go Google it and watch it. We're at the point where it's it's a media event. It's a media event. It's a, sk- a spectacle. During and after and, and until the next one. I mean, for, for God's sakes, MSU kids are saying yesterday they've forgotten us already. That was two months ago, and we're on to other shootings in other cities and more fatalities and 72 hours and pages and pages and pages of death. You know, I mentioned to Toby that we were going to podcast, and I brought up the two incidents as I was going to discuss, both in Nashville and Louisville. And Toby said, Why? Why, Mom? Why? That's it. Why? Why? From the mouth of the same 13-year-old that said we were wasting our days. What are we going to do about it? The legacy of America is going to be death at our own hands and with the same weapons we used to create a revolution and freedom. We are going to destroy ourselves and our children. Our children is the next generation. And they're growing up with PTSD because they're witnesses to this if they're lucky to survive. The ones at MSU, a couple of them, they'll never walk again. Uh, these, these weapons cause massive damage. You talk to doctors in the emergency rooms. We all know what those weapons can do, and we have to do something. What do we do? Solutions. They seem to be short, ineffective, talk, rhetoric. Well, Well, I had an idea. We're going to do something. You had mentioned to me long ago, we got to take it to the streets. We got to do something. So in our last meeting with the group of amazing problem solvers and conflict resolvers that we work with, I proposed an idea. And we're going to do it. We're We're taking action. We've decided to hold a solution summit a chance to sit down and talk with, I hope, some of the greatest legal minds, educators, gun toters, and everybody else in between. We want to invite a few people to come have a conversation with us. 
we're going to record it. We'll put it out there for anybody that wants to listen in. The goal is solutions that can work. Solutions we could present to, thankfully in Michigan, if you get enough signatures, you can get stuff on the ballot and let the voters speak. I know every state isn't that way. But what if this idea of actually having a respectful conversation and talking about solutions that can actually work and getting those ideas out there, what, what if it makes a difference? We have to do something. How much time will we spend on blaming people and shaming them? That's what I feel like everybody's doing. We're turning another cheek. Well, it's their fault. It's their fault. If they had repealed this or done this, it's everybody else's fault. Let's shame somebody. Or we can talk about the things we can do to fix it. Leave all of that at the door. So that's what we're doing. We're taking action. So this summit that we're going to have is going to include stakeholders. That's what I'm hearing from you. Uh, and give everyone a voice, not to look back, but to look forward, as we do in mediation, by the way. When you say stakeholder, what do you mean? People with, uh, you know, skin in the game. That they, they People that really care. That Not everybody cares about guns. I mean, they don't all have to own them or possess them or even know how to use them. But there are a huge group of people in this country We've talked about it historically, the NRA, for one, lobbying Congress constantly, throwing money at people, you know, the gun manufacturers, people who care. So we have to have, we have to include them. I want to include as many different viewpoints as we can, because that's how we come up with a solution that works for almost everybody. Of course, we're not going to come up with one that fits every single person's idea. But just like in mediation, maybe we can come up with a solution that people can live with, and that will keep our children living. Maybe we can, but more than likely what we will be doing is um, a mirroring or uh, I should say modeling a process where these individual groups that are vocal, many vocal groups, uh, did you see those mothers, mostly mothers, marching on the Capitol after the Nashville shooting? I mean, People are finally standing up and paying attention, but you get everybody in the room and you have a civil, you know, conversation. You take out the blame and the shame and you say, okay, what's a solution to the problem? A real solution a that real. could work and how we get to that solution. That's the other piece of it. It's like, well, let's repeal this. Okay, what are the steps we have to actually take as a state? Well, I should say as a community and then as a state. And then as a country, to get there, we need all those steps laid out. We have to care enough. We have to be uh, in a position where we say we've had enough. Uh, looking at that little nine-year-old girl in Nashville. Uh, there were two of them. And Louisville. Yet two girl, little children, I mean, it makes me cry. It makes my heart hurt. Um, do we have the will as a country or community, as you say, as a state, as a country, do we have the will to do something? Can we do something to make a difference? I mean, these background checks and, you know, safety measures are all good and they, they make a difference in little measures, but can we, can we, do we have the will to make a broad stroke, to make an evolutionary stroke, to create a peaceful world? Can we do that? Do we have the will? Well, I think... Do we have the love? I think before all of that, before that happens, we have to take action. 
But we have to get mad. When do you see the summit happening? I'm hoping in the next few months. We have a site or a few sites in mind. We have a great group of problem solvers we work with every day, along with some ideas as to who we can invite into this conversation. People that we know are stakeholders and non-stakeholders, I guess, but that are willing to sit down and really, really work and put in the effort and take the action. We need police officers. We need judges and prosecutors. We need NRA people. We need uh, mom and pops. We need teachers. We need therapists. And we need the will. So what will it take, Jenna, to get to that place where we have the will? I think what it's going to take is a lot more people standing up and getting mad. And I don't just mean mad. I mean like mad as hell. Let's get mad. You know what that reminds me of? What? That reminds me of, (laughs) this is dating me, Uh, back to an old movie in 1976 called Network. And who was that? Howard Beale. Let's hear from Howard. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street and there's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to riot. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. Let's get mad. We should get mad. Let's keep talking and let's transform our talk. Let's transform our talk and find solutions. That's my challenge for our listeners. And until next time. This is Jeff. This is Jenna. Peace out, y'all. Bye-bye.